It, the microphone is a little bit limp right now. Wait, what? Okay, hold on. I'm going to film you doing this because this is going to go on our Instagram if you're not following us yet. Wait, we are wait, so right. extra podcast. Wait, oh, wait, there is. <laughs> I'm going to nope, fix this nope, for nope. you. It's going. I'm it's going. Yay. Yay. Okay, we can start now. <laughs> check, check, check. Okay. Leslie, welcome back from your Alaskan adventure. <laughs> Thank you. It was so fun. So I've been talking a lot to my other friends who podcast about, man, there's a lot of vulnerability. Because this podcast, to me, is kind of an audio memoir of our friendship. It's our actual conversations. It's moments in our lives that are that are real and happening in real time, but also stories that we tell from the past. So it's, it's like this autobiography of two racy ladies <laughs> racy and raunchy well it's always funny when you say that to me because you say that because i think you hold your cards closer and i'm like here it is here's every everything and here's all the information about me and i don't know i don't tell everybody everything i definitely have my things that i keep to myself but i'm definitely more open Somebody commented, Heather, I've known you for seven years and I've learned more about you in the last 13 minutes of this podcast than I've learned in seven years. And I just felt very... And it was us? Just me. Or you? Just me. Okay. I feel very naked. Well, you're fully clothed now. <laughs> I know. You're a bulldog rescue haven sweatshirt on. Yes. And you're very clothed. So uh, you're going to be incredibly jealous, Leslie. The I know you're going to be jealous. I've, I've had jealousy issues this week with you already, but... I felt sympathetic jealousy when I found out about this, knowing how jealous you would be. Uh-oh. <sighs> I, I can feel it coming, and I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, my heart's racing. I'm getting, like, aggravated. I... <laughs> okay, so you know that podcast that you listen to, My Favorite Murder? Yes. They gave another podcast in this building a shout-out the other day, uh, and it okay. caused them to get like a million downloads. Oh. <laughs> Did they deserve it? What is this other podcast about? Inspirational Women. I'm not jealous. Okay, I'm relieved. I thought you were going to say something about Jordan Knight. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, somebody met him, or somehow something happened, and I don't know what you were about to tell me, but I'm like, if I didn't get back to that concert this last June and didn't get backstage and somebody did and you're going to tell me that I'm going to be real upset oh no no oh, this is just about another this podcast is, doing well good for them <laughs> this is completely out of my control you know what? you set that up great I'm not upset or disappointed at all well my favorite murder people what do you know their names hey Siri I'm here who are the women on the my favorite murder podcast I don't know I feel like Siri's offended for us. I've been listening to a lot of true crime stuff, like real true crime. Um, so what's one that you're listening to right now? Culpable. And it's amazing. It makes me feel weird to say that. I do feel that it's done very well. And it is about a young man. I want to say he was 21. His name was Chris or Christopher Andriacchio. His death was ruled a suicide. Mm -hmm. I will tell you from listening to this podcast, it does not sound like this was a suicide. And it goes through just the botched 
investigation that went on and there's something deeper going on there. I don't know if there was an involvement that somebody in the police force or the attorney is covering up. I'm not sure, but it's done very, very well. And I find it fascinating because it's actually the mother, his mother, her name is Ray. That's really driving. And and she is just fighting for justice for her son. Like he's not here anymore. She's accepted that, but to not know the truth. And he was a young kid who was a hard worker and loved life and had a lot going for him. I mean, to lose a child like that and not know what actually happened or have those people brought to justice um, Mm. is it's very painful. Um, But she's done an amazing job trying to advocate for her son and to try to bring the truth out. It's going to end soon. And I'm like sad that it's ending. You know, I look forward to each episode. But on the other hand, I want this to end for this mother. Mm. Like I want there to be an ending for her. And I don't think it ends with the podcast. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. They add to it, but that's really good. But what I do want to tell you about, you can tell I've had a Coke tonight. I'm like, blah, we don't normally record at night. A Coca-Cola. From McDonald's. <laughs> um, what I do want to tell you about, speaking of true crime podcasts, is the one I listened to before this was mm-hmm. called Happy Face. And Happy Faced is about Keith Jesperson's daughter. He was a serial killer, tractor trailer driver up in this neighborhood. Well, neighborhood, this area, region. like Seattle? No, he drove through like Washington, Oregon, California, and then other places across the country, but mainly up and down the West Coast. I want to say he lived in Spokane Mm -hmm. for a bit, as well as the daughter. The podcast is her perspective on having a father who was a serial killer. Mm. But this podcast got into my head. Mm. So I was driving down Portland for work, and for a good hour and a half, the same truck was behind me. If I got over, the truck got over. If I went to the middle lane, the truck got in the middle. No matter where I was, this truck was behind me. And normal people probably wouldn't keep checking to see, you know, they just feel like you're going through traffic. So then I decided I need to use the bathroom and I pull off. The truck pulls off, follows me to the Burger King. So now I'm like, oh, no, I'm not stopping. So I continue and I start driving around like big circles for like about five minutes till I make sure he's not following me. And then I go over to the McDonald's. So I use their bathroom. But that's how paranoid that I'm becoming that I watch every little thing Mm. that happens, probably because I listen to all of this stuff. And then you listen to like nice, inspirational, happy podcasts. Well, the one that I'm listening to right now is called Self Helpless. Um, The reason why I listen to it is because Kelsey Cook is a comedian from the Seattle area. And I used to see her at the little comedy club here. She moved uh, to L.A. to be a big star. And now she is teamed up with these two other women who are so funny. I mean, our podcast is technically under comedy in iTunes, but theirs actually belongs there. (laughs) Yeah. They are so great. They all have Netflix specials, the podcast, and they're doing a tour next year, which we... Absolutely have to go to. So it's called self-helpless. Okay. So their theme is essentially they have a guest and it's a self-help type, self-care, self-love type guest. But these three women are woofing hilarious. And they do swear, but they swear infrequently, in my opinion. Sometimes it adds to your point or your feeling. It's like a big explanation Mm -hmm. mark. Heather, no, I lost her. She's checking her phone. No, I Gone. wanted. I'm looking up something. When I look <laughs> at my phone, it's not because I'm cheating on you. I'm looking at something that I want to say to you. The other podcast I wanted to mention to you, like I only listened to the very first episode. Listen to the B sides. They are us, but they're talking about music. Oh, really? 
Oh, cool. All right. Besides, I'll have to listen to it. Besides. Do you want to hear something super cool Um, while we're talking about radio programs and podcasts and different things? Uh, My stepdaughter is doing a rap radio show commenting on rap music at her college. I started in college radio, so I endorse that. This is Ava. We got to get Kate back in here, too. We'll have to get her a third mic. And Suzanne. Suzanne. Oh, my God. So you texted me. Suzanne is inviting you to Thanksgiving dinner. Made my day. Um, yes. My mom is coming in for Thanksgiving. <laughs> this is our new thing now. My mom comes in for Thanksgiving with my stepdad. And <laughs> so last year, like usually it's just us and we do things and we don't do many things. We go to dinners because my, my mom would tell you like it's. I, the trip out here is long. It takes her a couple of days to adjust, but she's only here for a couple of days. Mm. So we do dinners. Yeah. Maybe watch a little football during the day, and that's about it. So last year I decided if we're going to do a dinner, we're going to have like an awesome group of women, like all ages, and have this amazing like intellectual political conversation, right? So I pick like these different women in my life, you know, that, I like and I invite my mom and we go out to dinner and we have this great dinner. So this year I just called her last weekend and I said, hey, you know, is there anybody you want to see or like when you come out here, should we repeat the dinner? She goes, you know who I really want to see and meet? And I went, no. She goes, Heather. (laughs) And I was like, really? And she, I said, why? And she goes, I just really want to meet Heather. <laughs> and I said, okay. And so we were trying to make it work. She goes, let's go to dinner. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like if we're going to have enough time, you know, she goes, well, how about a drink? And I said, well, Heather doesn't really drink. And I said, why don't I just have Heather for Thanksgiving? And she's like, yes, invite Heather for Thanksgiving. I so, love it. And then, so as I did, and then I came in tonight and you said, you know, I just don't really want to impose on your Thanksgiving. And I find that so funny because I feel, and this is like to me a big difference between living here and being back East or being a Jewish person. I'm mm. not sure. I don't know if it's a cultural thing. We always had random people at all of our holidays, mm. like maybe people who didn't have family there or were newer there or maybe they were going through a tough time or whatever reason it was. But we always included people in our dinners. It's like that's kind of what kind of is the point of dinners and holidays is to sort of bring your neighbors into your home. Right. And, mm. and have that feeling. People do not do that here. I had yet another round of Jewish holiday seasons oh. that I yeah. one night I ordered pizza and I was salty, man. Like, I was crabby. If anybody talked to me that night, like, I was like, you know what? I know my friends are out there having holiday dinners. Why would I'm one person? Why would they not invite me? I just wouldn't do it. And then for the next night, I'm like, okay, Leslie, you can sit here and order another pizza and feel sorry for yourself, or you can just make your own holiday dinner. So I did. So I went to the store and I got my apples and honey and challah bread. <laughs> Holla. Yeah, a holla bread. Did you sing I Ain't No Holla Back Girl? No, I sang the prayers. So is it sacrilegious if 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 I plan a Jewish dinner celebration and invite you and I'm like, Leslie? No, but I'm so controlling that I don't know I could let you do it. Okay. What you could say to me is, 
I know the Jewish holiday is coming up. Would you like to eat together? Yeah. And then I would say, Heather's interested in celebrating with me. And I would make the dinner and do all the, the traditional stuff. And you could come over and I would feel like you want to be with me. Yes. <laughs> so it seems like you're doing a good thing. But in essence, I'll do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to show up. Well, you know, it's funny. We are both very controlling people. We're both I, I, like yeah. boss women. Yeah. I am. I, I know. I'm, I own it. I come from a very matriarchal family, which I really noticed when I was at home. But I don't feel bossy of you. Like, I am totally happy letting you be in charge of all the things. <laughs> That's because I need to be in charge. Even I on our Instagram, it. I'm like, is it okay if I post I this thing? Here, look at this. Let me know. I no, love I it, feel, though. I can't help it. I don't know why. I've gotten better. When it comes to planning things, especially like activities or restaurants, I just generally feel like I do a better job. I, I will go there. I mean, I did get a party bus for the New Kids on the Block concert, and it, we had an amazing time. It was. I don't know why I'm thinking about this. It's stupid. But you called me on the phone to ask me my opinion about the party bus while you were booking it. I don't remember what you asked. You did said I? something like, is X number of dollars too much to spend on a party bus? Uh, <laughs> and I was in the you check out stand, the self check stand <laughs> at the QFC grocery store here, buying like frozen pizza and sushi, right. uh, like because <laughs> I'm a hashtag adult, this. and I'm just laughing to myself because I can't get my life together to make a healthy salad, uh, <laughs> and you're over here planning a party bus for new kids on the block, so you and 13 of your friends can have a magical experience. You know what it comes down to? I relied on other people making positive, fun, memorable experiences for me for a lot of my life, right? And then it doesn't happen and I'm sad and I'm disappointed. So I have learned if I want something to make me happy, to be right, I just should do it myself. Mm -hmm. Like I have to stop relying on other people. So whether that is professionally or socially or whatever the situation is, I just kind of rely on myself to make it happen. And actually, that's worked out much better for me. A lot less disappointment. I feel like this episode is turning into recaps of our other episodes. It's the best of. <laughs> it's the best of Leslie and Heather. It's kind of like on the reality shows when they have the little couch discussion. Um, so at one point you said something to me like, you have men on you. What is going on? I remember on? that. Yeah. Okay, so one of them... <gasps> one, Did you ever return? One of the men... Um, who was like hot on me messaged me today to explain to me why he was so hot after me. And this is actually really interesting. Was this the one we haven't talked about this person? I don't believe. So there was a dude that was like hot on me, but that was a theme of some of our previous episodes where I'm like, yeah. what's going on? Like, I, I was like, Heather's that. man, Heather's man. Well, not Heather's man, but men that liked Heather. Men were being on very you. forward. <laughs> yeah. They were on you. I was like, what is happening? So this dude is like, I met with a psychic who told me that I was going to meet a woman. A woman was going to come into my life, my soulmate, who loves animals deeply, who is affiliated with music, but isn't necessarily a musician and um, plays like a little guitar. In our first interactions... All of those things came to light. So now it makes so much sense why he would have attached so quickly 
to me because he hears this thing. And then, you know, maybe you would meet someone and you would dismiss them for X, Y, and Z reasons. But this dude was like on me from another state. And then he explained and he did meet his lady who is like his soulmate and perfect for him. And he was explaining to me, hey, I'm sorry, I was misfiring at you. And I was just like, great. I'm so glad you're happy. You know, enjoy your life. And then he proceeds to explain to me about star seeds. I don't know what star seeds are. I didn't know either. They are beings from other planets. He's crazy. <laughs> I He's crazy. I, I didn't want to say anything while you were talking to me, but you just said like, oh, the reason he acted that way is because he saw a psychic and she described basically somebody who's very similar to you. I'm sorry. I still think that's crazy. I would never act that way with somebody. You could make a joke about it. Be like, oh, my God, that's so weird. Like Mm. the other day as a joke, my friends and I went to a psychic and she said this and this. And that's so funny. You fit all those things. Mm -hmm. That was not how he approached this. (laughs) And then he admitted it. And then he's telling you about starseeds, beings from other planets. You're saying, yeah, does he have starseeds? He is a starseed. And this woman that he met is also a starseed. And he thought I was a starseed, which who knows, maybe. I don't identify as a starseed. I identify as an elder millennial. <laughs> oh my God. I I couldn't even. I'd have to, like, I, I would have ended that conversation. Like, wow. So um, I'm not going to go into any more detail to protect, to protect the identity. In case there's other starseeds out there that may know ah. who he is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that I can't. I we should just end that right here. I've never heard anything. I just have never had somebody own their their woo woo, their new agey. Like I don't mind new agey. I don't mind a little woo woo. Like that's okay. Like believe in signs. The moon's crazy tonight. Light your candles. Do all the things. But kind of admitting that sounds like Scientology almost. It does almost. You know, which I think they're a little. Mm-hmm. As well. I no only offense, spent but. like four minutes Googling this today, so I'm not an expert. Um, but I looked at the 27 point checklist for star seeds. Is that what you sent me? No. Oh, okay. I, what did I send you? I sent you so many good things. You're like, I want to talk about this, this, and this. I definitely want to talk about micro cheating. Oh, yes. That's what you sent me. You sent me micro cheating, and, <laughs> and then I. Not so long after, replied with a picture of the new Kids on the Block cruise that Jordan posted and said, who's going? And I wrote back, only if we can be roomies. And I assumed you meant you and Jordan as roomies. That's what I meant. Yeah. (laughs) And then I looked at it and I went, I wonder if Heather thought I meant her. I hope she knows I didn't. (laughs) I understand. Um, Okay. Okay. Uh, Micro cheating. Micro cheating. It's a buzzword. Basically, emotional cheating. The work husband wife situation where maybe every day for the year you're having lunch with the person and you're having deep conversations and you know what they order and you're just really, really close and it's just on the edge. Uh, Maybe it's the late night Facebook conversation where you're choosing to talk to this other person on Facebook, even though your partner is in the other room wanting to talk to you about your day, you know. Um, So I'm reading this article and I'm like, I hate that this is a buzzword and it's not really being acknowledged as a thing because calling it micro cheating instead of cheating an emotional affair. Yes. Emotional affair. But calling it micro cheating instead of just calling it cheating is offensive to me because it's like saying is a raincoat a coat 
It's still a coat. Like, it's still cheating. I don't know. I understand what you're saying. And I think that you feel this strongly about this because as we have, this isn't another episode recap. As we've talked about in the past, like your connection with somebody is highly on an emotional, intellectual level. Mm -hmm. It's not. Yes, the physical is very important, but your immediate attraction is to somebody's mind. Mm -hmm. So to you, that's absolutely cheating. I will say that in my relationships, they start out more physical, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I get to know the person. But to me, I need that chemistry. Um, Doesn't mean that it couldn't ever happen the other way. So do I think it's right? No, I don't think that that's right. My barometers, do you have to hide it? Yes. Is it a secret? If it's a secret, then deep down, you know it's wrong in some way. And that if your partner found out, it would either hurt their feelings or upset them or cause some type of upsetness within your relationship and you've crossed a boundary. I don't know that I feel like it's full out cheating. And I also think there's levels of an emotional affair, too. You know, like I do think that you can have a platonic relationship with a coworker of the opposite sex and go to lunch every day and know what they order and not have that person be the one you want to call when things, something good or bad happens to you. Like you still want to tell your partner first, Mm -hmm. but like then there's those situations you become so close that becomes more of your person. Then it changes. And I think the thing with me that's bothersome with the work thing, I spend the majority of my life at work. So I spend way more time with my work family than I do with my boyfriend in my personal life. If I were to find out that the person that I was with not only is spending the majority of his life with these people because he has to because it's his job, Mm -hmm. but he's choosing at lunch to spend more time with someone and there's a specific person that he wants to hang out with. You know, that is the bothersome thing to me because it's the balancing act of like, well, we quite literally spend three hours a week talking to each other on Sundays and you spend five hours a week over lunch with this person talking to them. Like, and that makes me feel gross. I don't know. I don't know. I but I definitely understand where you're coming from. It would bother me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying eh, it's, you know, it's fine. But I guess I feel that I have had very platonic relationships with work friends mm-hmm. that I've had absolutely zero, no attraction to. But like things happen at work. We can laugh at them together. You know, we were kind of on the same page. We supported each other at work. We mm-hmm. became good friends. Mm-hmm. However... I don't know that that person didn't have feelings for me. Right. I can't imagine someone not having feelings for you. I mean, I wrote you a song last night. You did. I loved it. I loved it. And I was going to say, can you please post this? to? I almost posted it to the Instagram and I, I didn't want to embarrass you. You can post it to Instagram. It made me laugh so hard. I watched it with my dog. I watched it with Chewy. We're watching it together. You can post it to Instagram. Um, we just need to pick a good filter because I'm not focused on how I look in that. In that. I you t- you taped me in my I know. Penis yeah, or, you're oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're apologizing to the mic for, for I know for offending it. Yeah, I'm calling it. I was apo- okay. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Um, so I have another podcast um, called We Are So Xmas. Are you plugging your second podcast? No, but this is <laughs> no. This is why it's funny. So the other podcast is with a dude who's happily married, has a beautiful family, and, and because, rescue dogs. 
Yes, he's a wonderful person. He is a wonderful person. Cliff, we love Cliff. We've only been podcasting together for like five months. The podcast was basically dead because my former co-host on it got busy. Then I was like, ah, I can't do this by myself. I'm not interesting enough. <laughs> like, How did you do by yourself? So he volunteered. But the thing, the reason why I bring this up is because you know how much you and I talk. Like, right about podcast stuff and it is at random hours like all the time he's sending you stuff here let's talk about this thing so I'm doing the same thing with him you know two o'clock in the morning I see he's on Facebook and I'm like look at this Christmas thing right um and he's like that's great and I actually walked into his office the other day and I was like is Brooke threatened by me I feel like I'm constantly all up in your shiz uh, with this podcast stuff. And I just want to make sure that I don't, it's never weird because I love her. I love you guys. And I, he started laughing. He's like, no, she's good. Like she listens to the pot. She loves it. Like we're good. And I'm like, okay, I just don't want, because I, I think that's nice friends. of you. I have friends too, like male friends that re- really are just platonic friends that are married. I'm not interested in them, but maybe I've helped them out with their dog's health or something like that. And there's a time difference. So if it's seven o'clock for me and that's when I can get back to somebody, it's 10 o'clock on the mm-hmm. East Coast. So I said the same thing. I'm like, I feel weird like texting when it's like 10 o'clock at night if you're laying in bed with your wife. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want her to think some woman is like contacting you. I don't want to cause any issues and I don't want her to get the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. But what I like about him is he'll answer his phone anytime. Mm. So like in front of her, he's like, no, it's fine. She knows that I talk to you about this and we chat and I've not had a chance to meet her, but I would like to meet her. But it's not like that. I think it's good that you said that. He's not hiding anything in either of you. Mm-mm. But this is an intimate thing. Like podcasting with someone inevitably becomes intimate. You talk outside of it like there's stuff going on. So, yeah, so I said, and and I have two times in my past, I have been approached by dudes who I have been friends with and they have said, now that I'm in this relationship, like we cannot speak anymore. The woman is threatened by you and it's not about you, you know, because I'm, I have a lot of self-control. I would never wreck someone's relationship. Right. Like, um, but I'm very sensitive to it because I, I lost two friends over it. And that makes me sad. Well, I think you did the right thing. And I'm the same way. I'm very sensitive to it. Speaking of lines and couple things, and have you ever been approached by swingers? I think so, but I don't think I was aware it was happening at the I time. Know. <laughs> I was told afterwards and I was like, oh, and it would be nobody that I would want to swing with. I know. Okay. So and it, that's not my thing. It's Ugh. happened to me twice. Once it was very straightforward. I was out with my boyfriend, one of our mutual friends was out with his girlfriend they basically inform us that they have been experimenting and they invite us to go back and then we hadn't been dating very long so we kind of walk off and, and consult and I was like I don't want to do this and he's like I don't either and, we're, and I'm like great and then we just walk back together and we're like we're good thank you very flattered but the other time it's gonna sound way more exotic than it is I was traveling by myself in the south of France uh, Italian coastline And I happen to see that there is a Beach Boys concert um, happening. And I'm like, what a random thing. I have to go to this Beach Boys concert. The tickets are wildly expensive because it's this like fundraiser thing. Everyone is dressed up to the hilt in these ball gowns and there's an auction. I, no joke, am wearing like 
my one pair of Eddie Bauer all-purpose like hiking. They let you in like this? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they sit me with this older couple. So I was in my early 20s at the time. I would guess they were in their early 60s. All night, they're buying me everything. I reminded them of their kid and blah, 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 and let me buy you. Oh, do you want the dessert? Because it was this auctiony thing. So it's like you had to pay for every little thing. So, oh, do you want the dessert? Here, let's get it for you. And then we go to leave, and I was going to walk back to my hostel. I was in Monaco specifically. It was up this, like, really big staircase. It was like 127 stairs. It was ridiculous. But anyway, I was going to walk back. They're like, no, let us drive you. I'm like, great. So we're in the car. In the back of like this like limousine, all of us. This is not a swingers. This is a threesome. Okay. I'm still interested. Go ahead. (laughs) That doesn't make it a bad story. I'm sorry (laughs) that I did not specify. No, I'm I'm listening. But then I'm in the back and then the dude puts his arm around me. And at first I was like, okay. Um he mentioned that I remind him of his daughter and we had a really fun night and beach boys and yay, yay we're, i'm gonna be home in five minutes okay and then um you know what he wanted to do he wanted to give you good vibrations <laughs> good 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 vibration good generations <laughs> yes um they were hard selling me i mean i'm sitting there and we're parked in front of my hotel. And it's just like, are you sure you don't want to come back with us? We bought you all those desserts. How, how like, many desserts did you eat? I mean, don't you know no dessert comes for free? <laughs> I suddenly felt like a hooker, though. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting over, over a chocolate mousse. Yes. <laughs> yes. And. And then I just started to freak out, like, do they think that I'm so I mean, I'm traveling and I have credit cards like I. I'm in my early 20s, so I'm not throwing money around like I'm making money or something. But, you know, I'm traveling with a backpack and I'm not destitute. Like, I don't need to bang these people to get my plane ticket home or something. Like, (laughs) but sure, buy me. I just I don't know. So I, I start to get uncomfortable and then I start to try to open the door, which was locked. And like I said, let me out like to the driver. And then I just like trip and fall out. And then like the guy gets all mean, like he rolls the window down and he's like, you're trash anyway, trashy American. And they speed off. Where were they from? That area? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've had that either. These types of things don't happen to me. Like your stories are like sensational. (laughs) Mine are like, you know, I have an issue with somebody over my dog. Like they're very everyday, boring Larry David type of stories. Well, this trip in general, um, I have a I mean, dozen sensational. The the, oh, no, that was different. Never mind. No, I, different trip. But I have a dozen sensational stories from this trip. Probably the scaredest I've ever been in my life was I'm on an overnight ferry from Corsica back to Italy. Um, and I know it's a cultural thing. Flirting is really intense in some of the other cultures but I'm on this overnight ferry I'm exhausted because I've been traveling and walking and it's the summertime and there are like a dozen dudes that are very drunk and very handsy with me and I report it to the ferry security guy who laughs at me oh dumb American girl doesn't understand how we are here 
you know, the guys are just touching me now for fun, grabbing my butt, like, and I'm... Well, that's not really flirty. That's sexual assault. (laughs) I'm, like, running around this ferry, like, freaked out. It's, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. It's dark. Mm -hmm. And the restaurants on the ferry are, like, oh, there's nowhere to, to hide. So I lock myself in the bathroom, fall asleep, and then a few hours later, like, I get yanked out of the bathroom, and and I'm crying because I'm just, like, so frustrated because I just needed to get away. First, they try to have a threesome with me, and then I'm here, like, I'm, yeah, so. It's because I haven't traveled across seas alone. I need to do more traveling. Or Although that doesn't sound fun. Like That that part wasn't fun. fun. There were other fun things. I've never had that type of experience, like, traveling like that. Men toot on the plane in front of me all the time. That's pretty (laughs) horrible, but that's about as bad as it's gotten. Well, I'm an attraction to plane toot, or they're attracted to me. Since you have all these crazy stories about traveling, oh my God, like horror movies, so many. Watch the movie The Touristas. Okay. I will tell you, this movie is a horror movie, but it could happen. Yeah. Like this could happen. So, but it's really scary. It's about a group of dumb Americans, (laughs) like touring and. They get themselves in a, in a wee bit of a situation. Um, it's I called- could tell you so many dumb American Heather stories. I mean, I've been the dumb American. Uh, we were traveling in Aviano, Italy, staying at a military base. This is when I was in high school. And they locked us on the base because they wanted us to be safe. That's smart. But dumb American Heather is like, F this. Like, I literally sneak under the fencing like I dig a hole under the there's a guard with a gun like patrolling and I'm over here sneaking out and then sneaking back like I went and had like a coffee I wasn't doing anything in town but I just had to get off base because that's who I was you dug a hole yes with my hands like not with a shovel but like I dug under the military base fence when I was like 16 are you crying no I'm I'm laughing oh (laughs) (laughs) I'm like Okay. (laughs) But so I'm wandering the streets in the dark in Aviano, Italy. This was right after the uh, gondola incident that we had where we like the Americans. This is your high school trip? I was at a high school that did international touring for our choir and our band. So we traveled um, every year. I'm not a good singer. I was just good enough to get in. Mm -hmm. Like just, just good enough. But yeah, I snuck out. That was early in my travel career. I like to think that I'm a way savvier. You keep saying you want to travel with me and I'm you're not making a good case for yourself. I'll stop talking. You're talking about calling bombs on the plane. I'm an adult now, though. I mean, these stories are all very old. I went to Israel and Poland when I was 18. The biggest thing I did was sleep on top of all of my friends' coats in the youth hostel because I wouldn't touch the sheets. <laughs> like That was like the craziest thing that I did on our trip. I'm boring. See, it's it's a blessing and a curse. I talk to my therapist about the blessing and the curse aspect of my life a lot. She thinks I'm the most patient person in the world because I put up with so much crap from people. And I'm like, well, it's a really great uh, thing to have at work because radio is crazy. Yeah, um, it's true. And she's like, yeah. She's like, but I have never met anyone that puts up with this much stuff. Ah! <laughs> uh, like, she gives you the big smile, like, through the teeth. Like, yeah, we're, we're going to be working on this next week. Yeah. yeah. I also, I want the open doors. So it's like, if I'm traveling, I want to travel by myself most of the time, or I used to. Mm-hmm. And I'll just start walking down the street. 
I see a dog. I'm like, oh, I'll follow the dog for a while. And it's like, where will this lead me? And it's like the curse aspect is yeah, it could lead you to your death. It could it lead could. you to this scary situation. But when I talk about traveling with you, I think about the more adult version of traveling well, where we have a hotel room planned out. Like we it know it would be me. So, yes, it would be planned and we'd have nice dinners and nice hotels and an itinerary (laughs) that we had to follow. And when I travel by myself, I literally just pick the destination and then I just go and I figure it out as I'm going along. No, I can't. I need a plan. I don't have a plan. That's how I ran into Irvine Welsh, the author of Train Spotting, like and had this great like three hour conversation with him because he happened to be vacationing. At the time with his wife, no one was speaking English. And he's like, damn it, yeah, no one speaks English here. Like, he doesn't really talk like that. But it's like, <laughs> that was a great day. And it happened because I was wandering. I ran into Dave Matthews at the coffee shop See? just on my every day. So I can just do that right here. We should wander together. We should. In Wallingford, that's where all the cool people live. It's the center of the universe, right? I think Fremont's the center of the universe. I'm like a mile away from the center of the universe. That's really it. So I will tell you about a story my grandmother told me next time about a jilted wife putting a mistress in an insane asylum. Next time? Back in the early 1900s. That is like a cliffhanger. All right. Bye. New content Tuesday.